Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I was born ready. That's not true. Push the button. I did. Oh, so we're on. We're, we're ready to go. You should probably tell me when you're going to do that. I like to surprise you a little. Because the first thing I want to say is, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> You've come to podcast here again <laughs> in the Yurko. Here we are in the Yurko. Can't quite see the picture of Yurko. Hold on one second. If you move him. I'm going to show, show all the Paxers. This is, this is Yurko. That's Yurko. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you noticed on the one that we just did, I, I stuck in those fat pictures. Did you notice that? No, because I, don't, I haven't watched it. Oh, you just listened to it. I listened right. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I stuck in the fat pictures. We did. Okay. So that's, that's the Yurko. This is, this is for whom this conference room in which we sit was named. That's right. Is, See, the books in the back of the Yurko picture yeah. are the same books that are He's behind here. the dark are one. The same, same ones right. back there. Shelf books. Shelf books, and there's a long and... Um, complicated story and i i it is a in, delightful story i threw in so many truth nuggets to that story that i can't even remember what <laughs> the truth the actual <laughs> can't even remember no idea anymore. it's it's enhanced it's uh you know what it yeah. is you know what it's become <clears throat> what a, a myth a legend a legend yeah it's a legend yeah. the legend of the Yurko. it stands for something but I, the truth has been obscured it stands for commitment like i'm not sure george washington ever chopped down a cherry tree darkly uh i think there actually has been some Push back on that. So, so some, some some facts to indicate that probably not. I do think he threw a silver dollar across the Delaware. Okay. Or whatever it was. So Delaware? Was it? Potomac. Yeah. I can't remember. No, it was, mm. yeah, it was Potomac. That sounds right. Yeah, Washington crossing the no, maybe it was the Delaware. 
It doesn't really matter. I don't remember. He didn't throw the silver dollar across that either. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> the heck of a toss. <laughs> right. Plus, how could George Washington throw a silver dollar like 50 the, years before? Was it when there wasn't one? It wasn't a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think we have the legend right. T- TBH. All right, give us a quick uh, uh, LBZ. What's your weight? I, you know, I don't know why everyone... I don't think anyone cares except you. I, that's not true. I get texted all the time about it. I think that's a lie. A truth it's nugget? It's not a lie. It's okay. It's an exaggeration. Okay. Yeah. Maybe one guy has. No, uh, I don't want to tell you because it's a little over what it probably should be. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I have been... Uh, see, this is... No, this is good, though. This is important. Okay, I'm ready. This is accountability. Yeah. What no, no. is your weight? Uh, this morning, I was 199.5. What's your seven-day rolling average? Oh, that's a good question. I did not check that this oh, morning. So you want to do that. But hold tight and I'll tell you exactly. Because you want to just be retaining water. <laughs> now that is my time of the month. <laughs> Let's see. Oops, not that one. <clears throat> Let's take a look here. Paxers, we're, we're breaking into the Steve and we're looking at the seven-day rolling average. Well, okay. So to be fair, the seven-day rolling average is 196.36. Okay. So I did eat. So I've been having some later nights at the office uh, this past week. And unfortunately, that has driven me to be a little less uh, disciplined on when I am eating. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the, the intermittent fasting really is a, an important piece for me anyway, apparently right. of maintaining uh, my high, you know, best performance zone. Yes. And uh, so, you know, I get home and it's, you know, it's seven o'clock or eight o'clock and that's, you know, my, the end of my window is seven thirty eight o'clock. Right. Depending right. On when I ate. Right. Know, and, uh, so it might be, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock and I'm pounding food. And then if I'm eating that late anyway, I'm like, well, I already, I already missed my time. So I guess I may as well just go ahead and, you know, have some cookies. So you kind of um, you've departed from your routine. Yeah. Your brick has eroded a bit. Yeah. I, I may have, uh, it may have gotten kicked off or something. I don't know. But yeah, I, that, and that's exactly it. And so I, in the departure of the routine, I have watched my, and again, now, you know, we're talking two pounds, three pounds, right? We're not talking massive amounts, but this is when you got to catch it. This is why I asked, because this is when you got to catch it. That's right. How about your uh, FUPA? Uh, Surprisingly, the FUPA is pretty consistent. So it was right at 35 this morning. Um, I'm trying to get it down under that. And it was a little under that. Let me, let me check the, uh, the seven day. um, And and we'll see what that looks like, but we go to waist circumference. Yeah, so it, yeah, the the rolling week is is thirty five, thirty five point oh six. So it's it's a little higher than I would like it to be. What does that tell you? Uh, it means I'm softening up. It means I'm. I mean, it just means I've broken out of. I ha, well, and you look at what uh, you know. Roll it back to the king, right? right. What workouts have I been going to? You know, well, I slept in a couple of days this week because I was just feeling a little beat up. You know, which okay, fine, but. You know, I haven't been, uh, I haven't been to Metro in uh, probably three weeks, right? Yeah. And um, I think the king has something to do with it. But when you talk about your FUPA and your LBZ, you're really talking about the queen. Right. No, I'm just saying, I, w- I was just saying, like, I think discipline has slipped is my point. Okay. That's, that's so what you're, I'm you're, yeah, So I think it's, it's, it's showing up in a number. How of many days a week do you, do you, uh, when I'm doing it right? Yeah. I do five days a week. Okay. When I'm, so when I'm, in, the, in the past week, have you done five days? No. Okay. So Kings decelerating a little bit. A little bit. Queens decelerating a little bit. A little bit. And uh, you picked up a couple pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, your foop is okay, though. It's more than what I 
it's gone up maybe right. a, a, a quarter of an inch or something. So but, yeah. the effort for you to get back right yeah. would be smallish right now. Yeah. If you started today. Which, uh, yes. Might, it might take two, three days, right? Sure. Now. It might take a week. If you take another week with this deceleration mm -hmm. and you do another week's damage, you might have to, might take another week to push back. It might. Another two weeks to push back. Might. Right. So that's why you. Right. No, no, I got it. Take that DRP. Right. Well, and that's why I, you know, this morning I texted uh, Slaughter. Yep. My, my shield lock and said, and my exact quote was, because he said, <laughs> so here's what we do. We, we put our, uh, our measurements in the Apple uh, health app. Yes, right? as that's, do I. That's the way we track. Yes. And so what we do is we take a screenshot of today's ah, measurements. Yes. Okay, then, so you, can't, you don't even trust each other to say this is what it is. No. You have to screenshot. You screenshot. <laughs> that's very good, right? So we screenshot the measurements, and I shoot that to him. And, uh, and then underneath that, I type in what workout I went to. Okay. Uh, and you know, that kind you do of, it on a daily basis every day. Okay. And what, and what if, except what, Sunday, we don't bother on Sunday. So did he, but, did, has he given you any, uh, any, any, any talking to? Oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm going to say. So I, so I shoot this to him this morning. And, well, he shot his to me and of course his looks great. And, uh, and then underneath it just says Sparta, which is the AO that yeah. he went to this morning. And I, so I just texted back sleeper ah. <laughs> and then when i sent him the measurements i said uh as you can see i'm getting fat and of course right. he's you know he's a little right. more generous about that than i am and so he says you're not getting fat but you're getting ready to get fat. so did you fart sack or smart sack this morning uh i uh, you know one could argue because i i um Every couple of weeks I go and because I have some some joint issues and things, so every, every couple of weeks I go and, and get massaged and stretched and all that kind good. of stuff, right, and uh, which I think helps. You go to a uh, licensed masseuse, in, indeed, a massage therapist. Yes, um, and uh, but I generally feel like I've been hit by a bus the next day. <laughs> like I sure, I just feel beat up. Uh, like, cause, well, you know, okay, so just, I'm not sure. So I could say it was smart. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a dark sack. Dark sack. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I don't, I don't it's know not a, if I like that it's term, not, but okay. it's not a fart sack. It's, I don't think it's quite a smart sack, it but it's a dark sack. It's well, like, he, I took a, I took a, a, you know. But here's how I differentiate. Hugo the masseuse. But here's how I differentiate. Deep shiatsu right. on me. And that's fine. But if I had planned to sleep, that'd be one thing. Right, but you had. I had planned to get up. But you didn't I hard, did you hard commit with anybody? No. Okay. No, I was smart enough not to say, I'm definitely going to do that. All right. But I'm calling it a fart sack myself. Right. That's right. just. So I need to get up tomorrow. When you, where are you going to go tomorrow? Uh, I haven't seen who's Q and where yet. Because sometimes you that, do some that Q drives my, I do. Okay. I do a little shopping sometimes. Q shopping. And I also, I'm double fingers crossed. I think I may have an FNG joining me tomorrow morning. So, and if that's the case, then I will probably go to the lesser of two workouts that right. are in, in uh, Lower McDougal on a Saturday. All right. Because this guy is not, it's been a long time since he's been off the couch so he, he he's gonna need a little less uh, he's on the uh comeback trail yeah okay yeah, yeah. so he, he may need a little less all right so all right well, thanks for that report let's go ahead and roll the opening oh okay and, and we're, we're back. back that's good <laughs> you're listening to 43 feet a podcast about leadership we believe that real leading happens out front but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. 
we're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Yeah, I want to get a little report just checking because uh, Paxer's The Dark has uh, made a lot of progress. Like, a lot of times the guy makes a lot of progress, accelerates a lot, kind of, and it's right here. A little, little just, snapback. And then you just want to, it's okay, but then you just got to. Yeah. No, know. no. It, and you know what part of it was, was coming off vacation right. and that, you know, that jacks up your oh, yeah, that's everything jack- and all, all the stuff. I mean, you can give yeah, yourself all kinds of explanations. You got to get back right back to it. Right back in it. Right back, right back to it. So, yep. Okay, man. That's good. Yeah. How about you? You, um, you uh, how's your, cause I've you know, lost eight, I've lost eight pounds. Okay. Uh, because I was uh, 10 pounds. No, let's see. I was at 186, so that's 11 pounds over my top of my okay. uh, BPC. BPC. Uh-huh. And um, I weighed 178 today, so I'm three pounds over. There we go. Okay. That's good, top. though. Yeah. Fuka, 32.4 this morning. So uh, the top of my BPC is 32. So I got to get it under 32. 31 yeah. to 32 is mine. Now, the so your FUPA is 32. Mm. 32 this morning 32.4 fair uh what size pants do you wear then 30 usually okay. so i'm 30 30. That's what I, okay i'm 30 30 30 waist 30, 30 uh, length. yeah yeah, yeah. I, you know what i'm in my bpz fair yeah yeah right. no i got it i got it i'm wearing yeah. 30s right now yes i wore 30 30s when uh, i was like a sophomore yeah, that's the last <laughs> yes we need a girlish figure but uh, yeah, that's right. of course everything was skinny back then. That's I right. I didn't have any muscles to that's right. either. But, that's right. Uh, we didn't call them skinny jeans. Call them jeans. Just jeans. Yeah, that's right. Right. So, uh, but I got about three, three and some change to go to get uh, to the top. Of my to yeah. the top of my BPZ. Um, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, you know, and we've talked about this before, but under 200 was a thing. In fact, I went back and uh, just today because I, I do this thing, and I think we've talked about it before. I, I do what I call my get right review. Yeah, and I just go down and kind of personally journal a little bit about all sure. the different aspects of the concentrica and the same you know, thing. all that kind of stuff, right? So I go, you know, how is my king, and you know, what's all been right. my trend, and that sort of thing. And as I opened that today to work on it, I <laughs> I looked back and I was like, oh, I started doing this a year ago. What did I write a year ago? And it's funny because a year ago I was saying things like, well, I finally hit. Uh, you know, 205, and I know that this is the best place I'm going to get. Uh-huh. Man, I feel good. Uh-huh. This is so wonderful. You know, like that was 10 pounds, you know, and, uh, and you realize pretty quickly how, uh, how willing I was to justify to myself, you know, uh, any number of things. But there's, uh, so there? that is over the last, take a picture of that. Well, five years, whatever. Actually, that's, don't do that one. Do okay. it. That's weight because I started using a different system, but weight still oh, okay. pops up here. So, oh, because your your uh, health yeah. app probably yeah is it, is it sync with yeah, the right. so this is my fitness pal for dread here right uh, yeah so okay I'll put it on there so that's my oh there you go. yeah you can show it to him that's over the last I guess five years or so so you can really see uh-huh. how I have those you know that's basically one ninety five. Uh, what's the yeah what's the top there 195 okay that's 195 right. at the top and at the and that's when i was, ha- was struggling struggling with uh, my back yeah i had yeah, uh, you were injured and then the very bottom i got under under 170 for like a couple of days which is too light yeah so um but then you know today i'm 178.4 so you know get down about three and a half more and i'm at the top of that thing so but you can really see 
you know, we're talking last week about, about bandwidth, right? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get that white light on. I can't really do it. Oh, okay. Talk about bandwidth. Uh-huh. Um, that bandwidth to me is way too much. You, you think that, but, the, but, well, it depends on what your top number and your bottom number is because the graph can be, you well, know, whatever. But in what, your case, yeah. what you've got going there, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Because that's a 20 pound swing. More than that. Give the, or take. Yeah. Give or take. Right. Yeah. I think 20 pounds is too much. I think, you know, yeah. so we're trying to squish that thing down yeah. to, you know, that BPZ, which is for me, 170, 175. Yeah, in there. I, say, I think like a five pound swing is pretty reasonable. Five pounds so, yeah. over, over time. And then, um, you know, FUPA is about a, within an inch. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed too, like, um, if I drink. But it's interesting how that data just, just keeps <laughs> aggregating. I know. You know? Yeah. I pulled, up, I pulled up the other day, like my year rolling. Yeah. You know, and you go, wow. Wow. Man, Ooh. that is. I mean, thankfully for, for me so far, right. because I don't have as much data, obviously, as, right. as you do. Because um, even when I was getting thinner, I wasn't keeping track. You know, I just was like, look at me getting thinner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, the but, data can be very motivating, particularly when you yeah. fall off and you go back and look at it. Okay. What was, you know, what was I capable of? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's, um, it's shaming. Self shame. Self shame. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I look at it and I go, like, even this morning, I looked and I was like, for crying out loud. Like, if I get on here tomorrow and it says 200 pounds, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Because that's been, you know, months now. That's that your Mendoza line. I'm assuming this is a sports sports reference. reference. Mendoza was a guy who that sounds like a baseball player. He's a baseball player. He's a very good defensive player. Not a he's a very light hitter. Okay, and so like he's always around 200, which is not good for a major league baseball. Waiting for okay. an infielder, which he was. So the Mendoza line. The joke became: if you drop below 200, you're below the Mendoza line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you Got know, it. for you, the Mendoza yeah. line is weight driven. Yeah. Same number, 200. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But for you. Um, 200 is where is that your alarm? No, that's not really. That's so. What is your BPC? What is your? I so we're you know, and again, it's one of these things where I'm like, I keep thinking this is it. This has got to be it. Right. And then I lose a couple more pounds, and I'm like, well, now I I'm faster and I feel strong still. Yeah. It's not like I'm you know. So I think honestly, I think between 195 and 200 is what we had identified. Okay. But I think we could it might be able to drop a little lower than that. So maybe your BPC is 190 to 195. Maybe it's even one. 93 to 197. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Right. It's in that 193 to 197. Right. So you kind of, to, to figure that out, you almost got to go too low. Like I went down to 169. That's what I'm thinking. Or 168. It was like below 170. And I was just... And someone was like, you Well, okay? my wife was like, like, man, you don't look good. Yeah. And uh, I was, I felt weak. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was way too light. Yeah, I haven't gotten that right. point where I'm like... Okay, so you almost got to, the way to do is push it down below and then go, okay, I'm going to come back up a couple yeah. and then you want to keep it in the midpoint of that yeah. if you can. No, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. But, uh, man, I don't know. For me, it takes a lot of effort to stay on that. It's not easy. Nope. It's not easy. Nope. Especially because I love ice cream. Uh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's okay. like, um, it's tough with you. You got that sweet tooth. Like, Slaughter likes those Mexican Oh, my cokes. goodness. Every time. <laughs> I know. So, another thing, no, too, is yeah. like, it's, it's motivating. It's like, my wife is like, why do you keep talking about that? It's the most boring thing. Well, I was like, I like to hear other guys because it motivates me. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I, you know, I do. you know, a yeah. guy, I see, well, he can do it. I can do it. Ah, it's a reminder. Well, you know something? So I have a couple things to report then to you that I think, and these are a little bit, it's going to sound a little bit like uh, back patting. I'm not trying to pat my own back, but it is something that I've just to your point where you go, I, we talk about this because I do find it motivating right. when I hear it from other guys, right? right? You know, buddy, 
uh, down in uh, Lower McDougal, uh, who will remain nameless. Um, it's Cape Moss. But it is Cape Moss. Uh, it's not Cape Moss. But uh, he said, like, he was shocked. He was like, wait a minute. So, like, what's the Clydesdale line? And I said, well, you know, typically we've, we've drawn it at the Mendoza line. Yeah, so yeah, 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 over two bucks. Over two bucks, you're in a yeah, Clydesdale. Clydesdale. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, and so I, and I happened to be wearing my Clydesdale, one of my Clydesdale shirts. I, was uh, like, I remember that. I don't think you can wear that anymore. No, you need to remove it. it. I do. And I was like, well, you want it? And he was like, well, I'm no. First of all, gross, right? You know, <laughs> how much sweat and nasty right. is, you know, packed into that shirt. But, um, but he was like, but you got under 200, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and I've maintained it. And he's like, and so he feels the same. So this is part of why we talk about it, right? As we hear my acceleration or your acceleration, we hear about it. And then guys go, oh, I can do that. All right. If, if that idiot can yeah, do it, I can right. do it. You know, and then another one, in fact, you know, we, we do a thing around our dinner table uh, at least once a week where we kind of go, okay, we do like a little family spotlight, right? So then we take turns and it's like, what's the best thing that happened this week? You know, tell me about right. it, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and this is a, a little off the subject, but it's related-ish, mostly just ish. Um, and we said, uh, so I got this text. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, just in talking about, you know, things that you, you know, you think are, are good and that will work. Hang on, where is it here? It's not who I wanted. There it is. Uh, also, uh, remain nameless. Says, I thought of you Saturday and how you like to stop for cars stranded on the side of the road. Yeah. Right? Headed to a beat down at 6 a.m. Saturday, came along a car upside down on the side of the interstate. Upside down? Upside down on the side of the interstate. Wow. I thought it had happened earlier in the night and they were just going to clean it up later when the sun came up, but something told me to stop and check. And he says, and, and I thought of you right. doing that. Since I found a man covered in blood, wandering around oh the gosh. vehicle, wailing about his wife. The car was shredded. So upside it, it down. had just happened. Then. It apparently just had happened. Man. And it, but it had, had sat there long enough with nobody coming by, I guess, right. that, right. you know, whatever. And he thought, oh, surely there's no one in there. The car was shredded upside down, unrecognizable, found his wife trapped in the car, but conscious, tried to calm him down, was able to help her. Like he cut her seatbelt loose was able to get her to breathe easier and so she could right. be okay until they came and cut her out of the car. He said, a lot of stuff went on in that 15 to 20 minutes, but I'm so glad you popped in my head about stopping and glad I was able to do a little to help other people. Well, see, there you go. So that's, that's why we talk about all this boring crap. Perfect, uh, right. perfect example. You know, if, as the Proverbs say, um, make no mistake, bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. I think the inverse is also true. Um, good company can uh, strengthen the heart. Uh, I would obviously agree. Of a man. And, you know, I don't know. I find it much more difficult to, to maintain uh, virtue when I'm the only guy doing it. Whew. But when I'm surrounded by other men doing it, you know, it's, it's, con it's a constant reminder. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's why we do what we do, why we talk about it. And, I think so. And why we, uh, why we spend a lot of time worrying about it. And because, you know, and we know this, right? The all, uh, okay, this is a pain in the butt statement, meaning I'm overstating it. You know, there's obviously exceptions, blah, 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 right? Right. But all great acceleration begins with getting physically right. I believe so. That is, as an end user, simple caveman. I believe that's so. That's the experience I believe that so. I have. I believe so. I believe I that's right, Franklin. Yep. But that leads us to, uh, to start thinking about, okay, well, if I can see what acceleration looks like, it's good to have a destination in mind, is it not? 
Uh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, you like that? Uh, that was a professional, semi-professional. Dang, dang professional. Into uh, Q3.4, yeah. which is vision. Which is what we would like to discuss today. Uh, it's vision. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that's the first of the leadership skills, vision, articulation, persuasion, and exhortation. Yep. And vision is recognizing advantage and the movement required and to achieve. And the movement required, required to, to achieve. achieve. It's kind of yeah. critical. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, just like we were saying, all that acceleration is no good if you're accelerating in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm getting faster. Where are you That's going? Right. I don't know. Uh, so vision, you know, well, we'll just back up a little bit yeah. where we've been. You know, we are in the third quadrant, which mm -hmm. is the leave right or lead right, rather, how we lead. We started out with the idea of shared leadership, describing what that is, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which is um, influence through combination, you know, using other men, just the same right. way we're trying to do here. Yeah. And then move to mutual competence, you know, uh, which is um, you're generally, you know, aligned, mm -hmm. you know, a general alignment of skill, right? And then trust, reliance upon each other, right? Mutual reliance. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of sets the table for, for leading. That's why we have them all in the same chapter to say, okay, first of all, you know, we don't start out with the skills, the individual skills. We start out with the idea of doing it together as part of a shared leadership team. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's yeah. where we've ended up in F3. Well, that's been the, the, the evolution to that point. Right. We, we know that's what seems to work the best. That's what we have found works the yeah. best. All right. So um, now we've talked about that, set the table for that. Now we're talking about that first leadership skill. And this is leadership skill as opposed to a leadership virtue, right? Right. Or characteristic, characteristic right? or an ethic or a moral or whatever. It's something you do mm -hmm. rather than something you are. Yes. The, the skills are the things you do. Right. And the, the five C's, the ethics, the, the morals, the right. characteristics are the, the things that you are. Are. And just to, to lay it out there for the packs, uh, we believe you can be a leader and have one or the other or a few of each or whatever. But in order to be a virtuous leader, an F3 man, an F3 leader, you must possess both the skills right. and, and the, the characteristics. The characteristics. Yeah, yeah to be yeah. a virtuous leader. If you don't, if you don't have them, then um, there's plenty of effective. We say an effective leader is a man who has the skills, right? right? But a virtuous leader is a man who has the skills and he has the characteristics, right? Yeah. He's got both. Because if you lack one, if you have the skills but not the characteristics, you, know, you could lead your your group to its demise yeah. very quickly, right? Yeah. Because you will not be seeking your virtuous outcome right. because you have flaws in your character. Um, and by the same token, if you don't have the skills, but you have the characteristics, it, you won't lead anybody anyway. Everyone can feel comfortable and happy around you, sure. but we're not going anywhere. You'd be an admirable person. You would, and we would love you, right. but we're not going anywhere That's with right. you. That's right. That's yeah. why, you know, true leadership, uh, you know, influencing movement to advantage is so difficult because you have to have these things if you're able to do, but you have to be these other things. Right. And a lot of those times there's tension between those two things. You know, How do you mean? Well, you know, you take uh, exhortation and to exhort someone sometimes requires you to kind of, you know, a little, yeah. Hit them. It ain't going to be as nice and warm That's right. and fuzzy. That's right. Yeah. So sometimes there can be, you know, tension between those two things and um, not every leader is, for, is, is a great guy for every follower. Some guys are like, I don't like that guy's too hard. Or like, you know, sure. There's all sorts of oh, yeah. things that are in there. And also the leader has to constantly be assessing and realigning and modifying his approach based on the followers and the situation. You know, there's a season, yeah. there's a season to gather stones and a season to cast away stones. Sure. And uh, if you can't recognize that mm -hmm. because you lack vision, oh. right. You're going to yeah. have, 
difficulty being effective and you certainly yeah. won't be virtuous. Well, because you may be able to see where it's going, but you will not be able to identify the movement needed to right. get there right. without having that, that, that connection and that right. intuition as to, to what these men need. Because the external circumstances may change, right? Making it difficult sure. uh, to know and, and or the men's internal circumstances right. may change. Yeah. Right. So we have three spurs uh, for uh, uh, vision. First one is how does a group determine what to do next? Second one is does an idea have to be, these are Socratics rather, have to be big to be good. And the following one is, uh, third one is who has vision. So um, let's talk about that first one. How does a group uh, determine what to do next? Which is interesting since we talked a lot. I was going to say, last are we about to fight again? Good. This is no, good. no. <laughs> about men knowing what to do next. And you and I, um, had a uh, difference of opinion. Yeah. I was of the opinion that most men, and I said 80%, don't right. know what to do next. And you said you disagree with that. You believe most men did know. They just need someone to unlock it for them. Yeah. To show them that that was inside. And uh, yeah. And, and since then, we've had some discussion around yeah. that. And I think there was a little, uh, you know, terminology um, misunderstanding between the two of us. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, or perhaps we just see it differently. Well, I think it's a little of both, maybe. But uh, but what we kind of were coming to as we were talking about it is the that eighty percent of the men don't know. And I'm going to use the terms that I I think, and, then, and we can clarify. But right. don't know how to get from where they are to where it is they want to sure. go. They don't know what the steps are. They don't. Understand. And and I don't disagree with that. What I was, what I had said before is when you said they don't know what to do. And I'm like, I think everybody kind of knows what to do, mm -hmm. but somebody has to, to be that guiding light and to unlock it in them. And right. when I say unlock it, I mean like, cause you know, I uh, using myself as the example and, and using something simple like weight, as we, right. you know, we discussed, like I knew I was fat. Like I, I knew that I knew I needed to eat less, sure. exercise more. Like I knew that in general. Right. But then when I would go to the gym, I would just be like, uh, uh. that's the how right and that's the how okay so, but i knew what i was supposed to do right but i didn't know how to get from a to b you know not not in an effective way i needed a man to show me and, right. I, and i agree with that and so in that case 80 percent of the people probably don't know how to get from a to b and that's right. otherwise why would we write books and you know <laughs> right? well we just talk kind of talk through at the outset of this uh podcast yeah, right before we hit go no but after we hit go so in other words, I was going to say, Oh, sorry, go ahead. The idea of designating, searching out your BPC. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Don't use the charts. Don't, don't use what, you know, don't use the BMI. Searching right. out your BPC, like trial and error, right? Figuring out the best way to stay there. And then for you and I being ectomorphs, um, endomorphs rather, accepting the fact that we need external, right? Because I use my shield lock for the same thing to help mm -hmm. me do it, right? Um, weighing and taping every day. Um, making an everyday battle, yep. you know, all that stuff. Those are things that someone who's struggling with his weight, whether he's always been heavy or is vastly inconsistent, he doesn't know how to do those things. Yeah. Now, whether that's what to do or how to do, to me, it's so right, I yeah. think you're like putting a general thing what to do? Oh, I need to be in yeah. better shape. I know I need to do this that's thing. Right. For in me, big, the what, yeah. the what is the steps. Right. And you're kind of calling out the how. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that, like I said, right. so right. Uh, less disagreement, although, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah. All right. So now that we're talking about yeah. leadership at large, we're talking about the group. Yes. You know, 
that does the how group does the know. group determine what to do next and that kind of gets back you know that, that's vision and then the spur for this is through vision the effective leader charts his group's pathway forward because that's the what all right. right so let's use f3 as an example you know when we first started 10 years ago the what was just to create a group right have a workout. That's right. Yeah. So it's, you know, December 31st, you know, 2010, there is no F3. There's no workout. Right. The vision was just to start one. Then the vision became, because we started it, we succeeded at that. Advantage would be two and then three. And then the advantage would be, this is on Saturdays, the advantage would be workouts during the week. Right. And then the advantage was, okay, in other towns. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that was the vision. Okay. We'd do it in other towns how and the what we you know the interim steps on getting there right were things we had no idea no how idea. to do yeah right and nobody yeah. knew how to do them it had never been done never been done so we figured them out trial error failure boom try it again try it again try it again now um if the problem as we diagnosed it if you read free to lead was sad clown syndrome mm -hmm. right if that was the original problem we figured out along the way the solution such that we could write free to lead in 2013 or whenever we wrote it 2014 uh, three or four years into it mm -hmm. and wrote this solution to sad clown syndrome saying, you know, you, you got three holes in your heart, inconsistent fitness, lack of uh, true male fellowship, right. Mm -hmm. And, and lack of purpose, you know, we call that the, the, bowling, the bowling ball, ball grip. Yeah. Right. And you say, okay, you fill the first hole with uh, the, the workout first F, right. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the outdoor workout on a daily basis, right. Encouragement to come there. Second hole you fill with fellowship, right. Deep male. Mm -hmm friendship third hole filled with purpose like teach a man how to be purposeful yeah right teach him how to you know you target him as we say in the right. web right you right know? so you teach you you initiate missionality in the lives of other men all right so boom that seems to have worked i you know i'm not going to suddenly stand up and drop the mic and say you know this is we out of here yeah, but <laughs> uh that solution to sad clown syndrome a problem that most people couldn't really see mm -hmm. i mean don't, you don't even know you're in it Right. You just know, like, I don't think life's all that great. I mean, you know, what are you talking about? You got a beautiful house. You, gotta, you know, what, is, right. what do you mean right. it's not that great? Something's missing. Well, right. I think the analogy we use is like you're packing for a trip as a man, as a business trip, and you just, you pack your suitcase and you're like, I'm, there's something that's not, that's not in there. It's supposed to be in there, but I don't know what it is. Right. And you just can't figure you it like out for yourself. Every time before I leave on a trip. That's every right. Time. You can't figure it out. For yeah. And then, so you take your bag out to the car and you put it in the trunk and you're getting ready to go to the airport. And you're like, man, I'm thinking, I know there's something that's not supposed to be right. in there. It's like, you know, yep. I'm incomplete. Yep. Right. Uh -huh. And that's the feeling that I had as a sad clown, that there was a missing component. And that missing component was those actually that three yeah. prong grip, those right. three things. Consistent fitness has changed my life. Uh, learning how to build and maintain fellowship mm -hmm. you know throughout the concentric and then finally for me you know it's a mainly a faith thing but to believe that there's something outside of myself and it's calling me to a particular mission right has made me purposeful and all that's brought me joy even though i'm not happy every day right right um, but that's content that's different yeah, yeah content. That's, that's we'll get to that we'll yeah, get we'll get to that right <laughs> right so okay that that's f3's first vision yeah. solving sad mm -hmm. syndrome second vision how to take this solution that worked here and, you know, right around here, like in the lower McDougal's one of our first right. plants, you know, and up at the lake, Raleigh, right north yeah, of here. Yeah. yeah it was just, Columbia. It's like this, uh -huh. you know, how do we, how do we expand that? Expand it out. That was the second problem we had. And we had leap and we had all sorts of oh, stuff yeah. we tried and leap was successful. But now, now we have I pain. mean, 
Well, yeah. <laughs> and I just sit there on Twitter and watch, oh, I know, like five a week. Like just new, boom, here, totally boom, here, places. boom, here. And I look at the yeah. uh, map, you know, that uh, Carmen San Diego put together. Oh, yeah, the rolling total. Like, watch that thing go. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so figuring that out, and to a great degree, that was crotch rocker to figure out most of those things. You know, Bing is uh, not just the beneficiary of that hard-earned knowledge and wisdom that uh, crotch rocket figured out, but he's also putting it into effect in a way that crotch rocket be first to tell you, I never thought of that. He's telling you, past I ever would have done. I mean, ah. right. So, crotch rocket is the Bill Clinton. Of he is, he is, if you want to do a crotch rocket imitation, just, just do think, Bill Clinton. Just think Bill Clinton. And you know right. how you do Bill Clinton imitation? Tell me. You just think of a combination between Elvis and Jimmy Carter. If Elvis and Jimmy oh, Carter okay. had a baby, how would it, uh, uh, I mean, how would he talk? Uh, just like well, that. Yeah, I mean, that's right. ah. that's right. <laughs> That's Jimmy. Close your eyes. Sounds like, like pretty much. Like, yeah. Dead on. So that was say a second problem. Yeah. You know, now we're coming up to the, to the 10th, 10th year anniversary. I know. And, uh, Slaughter and I are meeting met on Wednesday. It's Friday. So two nights ago we we're meeting. It was like, do you feel like, um, okay. So I'm forgetting a third problem. Third problem was we had grown to the point we could no oh, longer. Sure. Yeah. It function was, under the structure we were function under the, you know, the handmade, you know, uh, hand turkey that we drew as a Christmas ornament, you know, that right. hand turkey. You know, right. It's not working anymore. Yeah. The hand turkey organization that we had was no longer fully functional. Um, and we set out to fix it. Right. And that heavy lifting was done by Slaughter and a few other guys, including yourself, which has ended up with now we have the board, mm -hmm. you know, we have the foundation squared away. We have all this integrated systems and you know we actually look like we know what we're doing and it's working mm -hmm. right so maybe that's the third problem so we created a solution for the problem that bedeviled men sad clown syndrome right mm -hmm. we found a way to spread it right yep and then we we trimmed and tailored the organization to be ready for whatever is next yeah well and and as you mentioned we we had grown to the point where we could and now we have built it to where it can scale right because and it's scaling itself right right and now the next that, step is to say okay that's where vision now that we have all this right. scale and all these men doing these things and self sad clown syndrome is beginning to heal right. on its own you know we've given the inoculation and so the antibodies little aos all over the country are popping up and men are finding it and, and all that kind of stuff. So now what? That's exactly right. So the analogy that uh, Slaughter and I discussed here, the nice Civil War analogy is, you know, uh, George McClellan was one of the first um, commanders of the Northern Army in the Civil War. And uh, he was a great organizer and logistician and uh, planner. And he built this tremendous army and outfitted it very well. And, um, these were kind of dark days at the outset of the civil war. I mean, the North mm -hmm. was slow to move and Washington's basically in the South, you know, Baltimore is, is, you know, it's basically locked in when it was dark, you know, they didn't know gonna, if they're going to make it, but McClellan comes in, he gets all that stuff done and, you know, and they're marching around, you know, DC got these huge number of troops marching in unison, very well drilled, all that stuff. What do you do with that? And Lincoln says, okay, what do you, you know, what are you going to do with that? Right. And uh, McClellan was reticent to go out to take that army out into the field and, and, and campaign with it, you know, because it was his creation, right? It's like, but look, it's so and beautiful you, the way it is. Yeah, I wanted to get dinged up. And the first, you know, it didn't, 
he didn't he he suffered in his attempts to do so. I think his Battle of the Wilderness and Battle of Antietam didn't do very well. wasn't fully committed, uh, and uh, you know ultimately you know Lincoln let him go, mm -hmm. um, and tried several other generals who neither had the they didn't, <laughs> didn't have didn't a, fare any better. Yeah. They didn't fare any better. They didn't have the, the uh, logistical and organizational prowess of McClellan, but they were no more committed to a course of action that would put the Northern Army in harm's way in a way to end the war. And in particular, whenever the Northern Army crossed into Virginia, Lee would get behind him on the side of him with far fewer men and convince them, convince the Northerners that they, they were surrounded be. and they'd made a mistake and they would turn around and, you know, whatever. So uh, it wasn't until Grant shows up um, relatively late in the war in 1864. And uh, he tells Lincoln, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going south into Virginia and, you know, like everybody else has done before me, but unlike everybody else, when he made contact with uh, Lee um, and his generals, you know, his subordinate general said, gee whiz, that's General Lee. Uh, sent on. And he's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? General Lee's out there. And Grant, you know, famously said, I'm tired of hearing about what, what General Lee's doing. He's not, he's got to deal with what we're doing. And he pressed on. Mm -hmm. uh, and guys got killed, obviously. Sure. And, you know, that, those battles there got were, were incredibly bloody. But Grant was committed to a course of, here's the key, action. Mm -hmm. And he believed, he had a vision that, um, first of all, he believed that the Northern force was superior. It was something the Northern generals always convinced himself wasn't so. Superior in numbers and firepower and equipment was all true. But also he believed that if he drove towards Richmond, ultimately he could force the, the Confederacy to um, – back up and back up and back up and basically go on the defense mm -hmm. and, and ultimately just almost like the men already knew what to do and so they had to <laughs> unlock it in them <laughs> maybe so that's pretty know, good yeah. you know but so he had that vision yeah of course lincoln shared that but was not a military tactician or strategist uh, he was just a mean son of a guy you know grant w was able yeah. to do that yeah um when uh he had a string of very bloody battles. Uh, it's called the Battles of the Peninsula. It was a string. I lost a lot of men. And he was getting a lot of criticism. And uh, Lincoln, of course, is telegraphing him, you know, what's going on. I'm taking a lot of heat back here, casualties. Mm -hmm. And Grant says, yeah, it's very bloody. But was, he said, I can fight it out on this line all summer long. And mm -hmm. what he meant was, I'm, I'm driving to yeah, the end. We ain't done here. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm going to turn gonna, around. Right. I ain't coming around. I ain't turning around. We're fully committed. And we're going to make this thing happen. You know, um, because he had the vision to do so. He saw how the war had to end. He unleashed Sherman through uh, Georgia. He mm -hmm. unleashed, unleashed Philip Sheridan through the Shenandoah Valley, doing the same thing, fighting what was ultimately what we think of as total war, mm. you know, fighting against civilian targets, yeah. destroying yeah. the South's Just ability to feed itself. It yep. and, and, you know, he'd already separated Grant before. He'd already came east. He'd already won the Battle of Vicksburg and, and won all those battles in, along the Mississippi and separated the West from the East and the South. So they'd, he'd already done that. He'd already had that vision. Um, so that, that vision that he had of what the next thing had to be. See, that's where McClellan and his successors until Grant, they lacked that vision to say, what is that next thing? Yeah. Uh, we're here in Garrison, which is where an army is, you know, in their barracks and all it's called mm -hmm. Garrison, you know, sleeping and eating and, clean our weapons, shine our boots and marching around. That's one thing because we're preparing for war. You emerge from garrison into the field and then you go to the sound of the guns and you fight the battle. And that, that requires vision to know where the battle is, to pick, this, to pick the ground yeah. and to devise the strategy and the tactics that you're going to use to prevail um, for the good of the, of the 
of the nation that you're fighting for. It takes a lot of vision to do that. Yeah. Um, re- more recently, that you know, General Petraeus uh, came up with this with the surge. Right. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were getting beaten back in Afghanistan, and things mm-hmm. were bad. And he's like, and everybody's like, let's pull out, let's pull back, let's do this. He's like, like no, yeah, we, no, we're gonna put more men in, and we're gonna double down, we're gonna take more ground. And he was right. He had a, he had a vision. And if you remember, uh, he had to come back and convince the Congress of that. He came mm-hmm. back and they were calling him General Betrayus, right? Yeah. He betrays. But he was ultimately right about that uh, vision. And a lot of times when you have a vision, um, it's going to be very unique. Um, Probably counterintuitive. It's often going to be very large, counterintuitive. And then you have to move into the articulation phase where you make sure that other people understand it. Yeah. Um, and once they understand it, whether they like it or not, is really irrelevant at that point. Then you can move to persuasion. Right. So you can start initiating first movement, right? Yeah. So um, when Grant gets across the border into the wilderness and he's getting hit you know, by the lead, Lee's trying to convince him he's they're surrounded. Um, Grant has already persuaded the men to move, but now they're facing an obstacle. Right. That obstacle being what the North perceives as is a much bigger army. Right. Uh, much tougher. Than much tougher. Whatever. They're everywhere or whatever. And that obstacle grant exhorts them. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he dynamically incentivizes them to breach that obstacle. And that's that, that's the E of vape. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times what a leader has to do to convince men that, that they can breach the obstacles first, he has to right size it for them. See what they're seeing as a mountain is a molehill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what that situation Gentlemen, was. Gentlemen, this is not a condition. This is, this yeah, is this, a problem. This is a problem to be solved, right. Yeah. So now I'll bring that all around. We just went over 43, so I want to wrap it up sure. to say this. What, and I, this is really out to the to the PACs of the nation. You know, we've, uh, our first vision was to solve sad clown syndrome. Our second one was to spread the word yep. uh, far and wide and create a word spreading machine, right? You know, our third vision was to, um, streamline the organization so that it was ready to fight in right. a way. Yeah. I see us kind of like McClellan's army right now. We're in garrison. And PS, we haven't stopped those other things, gentlemen. No. But those, those other visions are continuing to go forward. The point is is that we've what's next? We're now ready right. for the next thing. So I see the nation right now as being in garrison. Mm-hmm. Right. Getting ready to emerge from garrison out into the field to march to the sound of the guns for some reason to accomplish some vision would you would you share that's and again obviously faith and different thing whatever but share, share that scripture again that you tweeted the other day that said who, who's who's waiting for us i don't remember to what come it was. And save them. don't you remember no i really don't it was uh was it macedonia no oh yeah yeah oh i'm sorry yeah uh act 16 9 there we go right during the night paul had a vision of a man from macedonia standing and begging him yeah come over to macedonia and help yeah. us Thank you. Um, yep. So the point of that is Paul is on his second or third missionary uh, trip and uh, has in his head that he wants to go in a certain direction. And during the night, he has his dream of his Macedonian yeah. calling him over to a place that he had not intended to go. And off he went. Yeah. He thought he took that as a sign from God and, and then turned around and expressed that vision to the men who were with yeah. him on his mission. So uh, sometimes that's where you will get your sure. vision, right? Sure. Other times, uh, it, it might come from other place, or it'd be given. You know, it'll be you don't really have much choice. Sure, but but, but the the point that I, that I think you made very well, and that I I would want to reiterate to the packs is, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, there's somebody out there. Yeah, there's somebody there's somebody out there. out there calling. Right. So sad clowns called us at one point. Yep. Uh, right here in Charlotte, 
And then Sad Clowns uh, and other men who wanted to do this called us from other towns, cities, states, and I think ultimately now nations were seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, then um, we got a call basically from the organization itself to say, get this thing, get this thing better ready, right? Get yeah. this thing better ready for something in the future, like a, almost a half step. Now, and I, I, and I, I say this without knowing the answer. Sure. Who is standing and begging us? Yeah. Who, who are those people? What is that situation? What is that problem? Big P problem, something that can and must be solved that F3, and I'm going to say, is uniquely qualified to solve because I would say we are an army ready for a mission and that mission has to be something that we're uniquely prepared to do. Otherwise, somebody else would have already done it. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'll be frank. I've been talking to Slaughter about it. talked to AP about it. You and I have spoken about it, talking to Jimmy about it. Uh, I'm open to anybody having their own vision to tell me what it is, but um, I really feel like we're on the precipice of identifying what that is, what that next thing, who those people are who are standing and begging us so that we can come over to where they are because that's what you have to do, right? right. Go, go where are. they are yeah. and help them. Yeah. And I hope that's, well, that's just hope. I don't know. I'm fairly certain that's what's going to happen. Helmet, if you can't do anything else today, would you do something for me? Sure. What? what? Do something good. I will. You still got radio face. <laughs> it's a podcast face, dang it. It is. It is. <laughs> I got guns in my head and they won't go Spirits in my head and they won't go I got guns in my head and they won't go Spirits in my head and they won't Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43 Feet Podcast, or find us on Facebook at 43 Feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Maybe 